Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. <laughs> it is a church basement, isn't it, Jimmy? Is that where you're at? Or is it some AA meeting? Oh. <laughs> that was yesterday. Oh, was it? <laughs> Where same place, same bat time, same bat place. Where are you? I'm not telling you. Come on. Oh my god! Is it hotel it's so room? shady? Some shitty hotel room. What? It's like some dodgy hotel room. Yeah. Stephen, close the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Prime, and uh, yeah, we we were all just stunned as to where Jimmy's attending from. Usually. He's got his nice, nice little house there in the background. He's got his, his lattes or cappuccinos or espressos. Someone else is there because he's smiling. No. Oh, it is a bed in the background. It's a bedroom. It is a bedroom. It is, yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you are you okay, Jimmy? Are you locked in the bedroom? <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Why are your hands bound? <laughs> Sharps has that, a very special set of skills. You can't scratch it. <laughs> Have you read that Stephen King book? The one um, where the the wife and her husband go away for I forget the backstory, but a romantic getaway, and he wants to tie her up, and he handcuffs her to the bed. And then he dies, has a heart attack. Is this Marvin's place or something like that? No, uh, no but it's, it's something similar though. Uh, and uh, yeah, basically it's, she's she's handcuffed to the bed and he's died on the floor. I think it's a big metaphor for a bunch of stuff. But it's really quite an uncomfortable read at yeah. times, but it's pretty good. It sounds like no the, one's read it. Well, it sounds like the reverse of it. Misery. 
Yeah, Misery was mm-hmm. good. Misery was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kathy Bates killed that role. She was fantastic. Yeah, when she broke his legs. <clears throat> oh, hobbling. Hobbling. Hobbling, <laughs> hobbling yeah. Ooh. And she that had the whole rough. story about hobbling. The people who yes. ran away, the slaves, and they, yep. they were hobbled. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. It was good. Um, so Khan. everyone's here, but Craig. Craig's still in Vancouver trying to search for a Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> Much like he is in Toronto when he's here. Yeah. It hasn't changed at all. <laughs> I spoke at all. yesterday. Like, what, what am I going to do? A podcast from Tim Hortons? <laughs> <laughs> Why, not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, Dubs, you're off to to BC shortly for Monday the morning. farewell of the farewell tour. Yeah. Right. I'm the looking forward to it and, and game Vancouver. tonight. Yeah, game, game tonight, tonight Victoria, and... but you're not attending that one. No, I'm okay. not. But I, I think we probably will see a Walsh jersey because our, okay. our Carrie Ryan is going to be in attendance. Is she wearing the Walsh jersey? I mean, I don't know for certain, but. She has to, right? I would hope that she does, kind of. Part of me hopes Although, that is that rubbing it in the face of Sinky in that case? No, maybe in the face of Sophie. It's the wrong number. Oh, 13. the other 13. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's bullshit. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Take that off. <laughs> you know, these games, right? I was thinking about this. These games, they are actually quite important because we always whine about there not being enough games mm-hmm. for these teams. And there's a pretty big tournament coming up next summer the Olympics. Yep. Right? Um, is that being lost amidst this celebration? Of Sinky, how do you balance that, or is it far enough out that you're, you're you're allowed to just enjoy this for what it is, as opposed to using it as a building exercise? Or can you do both? I think you can do both. And and Bev was speaking to that in the presser yesterday. Um, but it is a fine line that she has to walk, you know, because I think she said prior to those two games, so they secured qualification, they beat Jamaica, did well, looked tactically fluid, sort of added that other formation to their toolbox, and and had the players to do it, um, did it in a convincing manner. And then they have those two friendlies against Brazil, where, again, they want to impose themselves as Canada, figure out what their attacking identity is, but still maintain that sort of airtight defensive structure that they're known for. Did they really do that? I'm not sure. Defensively in transition, I think they they looked vulnerable. Um, so it's about tightening that up. Um, and then, you know, Sinky didn't play a whole lot in those games, but I mean did enough so that she was honored. But I think Bev also mentioned not necessarily this game tonight in Victoria, but the one certainly on Tuesday night on the fifth, um, she will wear the captain's armband and she will be honored. Um, I think, I don't want to say properly, not to say that she hasn't been honored up to this point, but that will be more about Christine, but it also is about the result. If you zoom out a little bit, because prior to those two matches against Brazil, I think Bev said she had about 13 preparatory matches so prior to them getting to Paris so they have the CONCACAF Gold Cup which is in February Um, the She Believes Cup uh, hasn't been moved yet officially but it probably will so more meaningful games there and hopefully a run of of prep and friendlies prior to the Olympics but um, it's about seeing new faces and um, Geneva Hernandez Gray is is one coming out of the Whitecaps program um, their academy. Um, also, um, Latifa Abdu, who replaces Evelyn Vienne, another Quebecer, kind of like for like replacement, both because they're number nines, but both because they're they're from Quebec. Um, she plays for Dijon in uh, in Liga 
in, in France, which is great. So it's about Bev letting um, these new players take up space and like finding their place in the in this squad, honoring Christine, and then also collectively how they look and getting a result. And she said, it's not going to be a revenge. It's not a grudge match against Australia, even though they were, you could say, humiliated 4-0 the last time these two teams played. So there, there's a lot to contend with coming into this matchup tonight. Amidst that brilliant insight there and report there, Dubs, which you crushed, amidst all that, I know why Wonga was smiling because he just found out there's a team named after a mustard. <laughs> That's why, isn't it, Wonga? Yeah, I think it was the Grey Poupon that came into my brain. <laughs> and then Dijon. we, and then I forgot that uh, I, th- there was something else we should announce. And Amy's doing something on the game night. And that's why she knows so much. Other, she always knows a lot, but her her analysis was bang on. For what reason, Amy? Because I'm going to be covering that game at right. so you, place. you you yeah. you chose work over getting pissed. I did. Okay. Yeah, I, I do understand it. Even even, it. even though you a number of you offered very sage advice, and my it gut was. reaction <laughs> was, I just want to go out there and get fucking hammered with my ex teammates. <laughs> And then it was JP who put it quite succinctly. He was like, you're really weighing, like, having a catch-up and having a couple beers over covering Christine's last game. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And then you're like, <laughs> JP, it's not a couple beers. It's 12 <laughs> beers. That's right. So you, you take your husband's advice over our advice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you can Even still get pissed off him. Yeah. You can, you can do both, you can right? Get- yeah. Oh, yeah. We're who are you most looking after. forward to seeing? I have your former teammates. Who are you most looking forward to seeing? Oh, my goodness. Well, I know I know. Cara's, Cara's making the trip up from, oh, from California. Oh. Yeah, so I haven't haven't seen Cara in person in ages. So I can't I can't wait to, to give her a hug. Brittany Timko, I haven't seen Britt in, in years. Um, somebody like Amber Allen. I don't even know if Amber's going, but like Amy Vermeulen. I've talked about Amy Vermeulen on this podcast before. She's coming down. I think Amy lives up in in U- in the Yukon. So Amy's going to be there. I mean, there's going to be Marie Evno is going to be here, another Quebecer, but I haven't seen in person in, in years. Um, there's going to be a shit ton of, of ex-teammates there and alumni. I've heard close to 100 men and men and women's alumni. Wow, yep. really? Do you think uh, Sophie Schmidt was stuck with the same conundrum? Do I just go there and get pissed and enjoy myself? Or do I have to play in the fucking game? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Soph was always going to play in the game in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And it was when they were, uh, when Julia Grosso suffered her ankle injury, then she was officially named to the squad and was going to be participating for, for both the game in Victoria and Vancouver. I think she was always going to feature in some regard in Vancouver, but now she's officially part of it. Um, but I mean, she's listen. We 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 know Soph. We know what she did for this team in that important um, second half that they played against Ireland um, at the World Cup, and how much of a difference maker she was. And so professionally, she's continued to be like to really push standards with Houston. And so she comes in, and that has that not only that veteran presence, but she brings infinite amounts of of quality as well. Just, you know, so so for Bev to just drop her in, like have the luxury of doing that is is fabulous. Sophie's so she, trying to Sophie's trying to squeeze in a Iron Man triathlon in between. Yeah, in between yeah, probably. <laughs> well, she had an Iron Man drive up to the West Coast. Oh, she did from Houston? Yeah, with her dogs. Yep. Oh my God. 
Yeah. Jesus. Check out her Instagram. She chronicled, chronicled. Yes. She chronicled all of it. What kind of dogs? One's like one of those big standard poodles mm. or like a Labradoodle ish. I'm, I'm really not good with dog breeds and then an, another dog, but lovely and cute. Oh, okay. Do you think they taste the for- best? The Labradoodle <laughs> tastes the best. <laughs> from what you said there, though, clearly she retired too soon. Maybe. Um, but I, th- I think you have to go back to, to when all of that happened, you know, the, the climate and the atmosphere and, and how difficult it was around the She Believes Cup last year. Mm-hmm. That's when she basically said it, right? And then Bev, I don't want to say talked her off the ledge, but she was ready to just be done, hang him up then. And she convinced her to hang on um, until, the, until the World Cup. So right. who knows? I think I heard, and I haven't confirmed this, but like that she would be in the mix or as an alternate for for the Olympics, but maybe that's just um, well, hope talking or, you know, me, me hoping to see her in, in the Canadian kit one last time. Not hope solo talking. She could, she could do it though. It's just, you know, whether she wants to, what was that Sharp? Mm-hmm. Not hope solo talking, just hope talking. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, nobody wants to hear hope solo talk. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hey, hope Jim. solo that kills you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, <laughs> God, <laughs> Jimmy, what uh, what former teammate would you love if you could like just you know rub your lamp and out pop the former teammate? <laughs> that's what he's doing. At the, that's what he's doing at the Bates Motel. <laughs> <laughs> if you could rub your lamp right now, anymore. <laughs> and, and <laughs> what uh what what former teammate would you love to pop out, have a little chat with right now? Anyone that stands out? One one guy. One of my teammates, uh, it would probably be Marie Louis Jean. I was going to say that. One who the fuck's that? Player, player, who the fuck's that? It's, uh, <laughs> he's a French French player. He's actually uh, no, you don't say Marie Louis Jean. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was from Scunthorpe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he is from Scunthorpe. You may be from France. Oh, we we played together at Forest and at Norwich. Um, we were great friends, roommates. Uh, he actually works in uh, a front office at Mar- uh, Marseille right now. He's mm. one of the directors of scouting. But he's hilarious. What a funny cat. He was the best. He used to say things of like, if I came in, I had the same T-shirt on. He'd be like, Jimmy, why are you copy chatting? I'm like, what's a copy chatter? He's like, will you stop copy chatting me? I'm like, Maddie, it's copy catter. Copy oh, that's chat. What <laughs> yeah. Why are you copy that's chatting great. me? But the best was because when he first came over, his, his English was terrible. And then after a number of years, his English was all dressing room banter, right? So he was not learning proper English. <laughs> it was kind of slang, lots of swear words. And at times we'd go out for dinner and we'd be talking and, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, like somebody at the table beside me would be talking to me maybe like, Hello, how's everything? How's the fucking fish? Is it good? I'm like, Maddie, you can't talk like that. <laughs> and you can't say things. <laughs> dropping F-bombs. Like just dropping all this stuff. <laughs> his slang, his English was so bad. It was terrible. It was ridiculous. But funny, funny, funny guy. What a funny man. We used to call him Garlic. That was his nickname. Oh, that's nice. It's yeah. not racist at all. No. <laughs> oh, God. Hello, Garlic. <laughs> well the french used to call the english uh they still do roast beef then they go roast boof mm. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Also, yeah, could be construed as not not racist, but uh, what would that be? Not not xenophobic. What would that be? What's the word? What it can... accurate? Nationalistic? Yeah, that'd be pejorative. Isn't... Pejorative. <laughs> That's a good word. I don't even know what that means. What does pejorative <laughs> mean? Pedantic. Uh, yeah, use of a no. use of a word that uh, insults. Yeah, uh, it's an insulting word. A, a group of people, or like it, a country, uh, it doesn't a nation have to be. doesn't have to be. No, no. Okay, I love garlic. Me, Me too. too. A big fan of it. Yeah. <laughs> but that makes you think of Evan Pellerud, obviously coming from from Norway, the ex national team coach. Um, his English was very good, um, but he could never get his mouth around. Um, Here we go. No, 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 stop. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I I looked right at at Jimmy when I was saying that, just to see the backdrop that that works. Mm -hmm. But um, around words that end in A. So Diana Matheson, she was Deanna. Like he he couldn't say Diana. You know, he'd call her Deanna. And so sometimes playing, he'd say, Deanna, good ID. Good ID. Like he couldn't say idea. Mm. So it was always ID. It was very strange. But, um, Sounds strange. Yeah, but uh, but funny. Mm, always hilarious. made us laugh. And then Jimmy's story made me think JP played with a guy in Mobile, Alabama, a Russian guy named Demi. And Demi, Demi would always say if he was a little bit cold or something really hit him and with all the feels, he'd say he got goose skin. <laughs> goose? <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Goose skin. Instead yeah. of goose we, should get, we should get JP on the show sometime. Like I think getting blank that, that. looks from everybody. No, no, I, I, okay. I, I mean, yeah. it wasn't that hilarious, but I mean, it was. Fart in church at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> I bet JP's got some great stories, though, right? <laughs> Being on the road in the ECH to have on, huh? He'd be amazing to have on. Yeah, he would be. We should have a podcast where it's just our better halves. That would be actually really interesting. It would be. Who would be the most vocal? Tony would just clam up, wouldn't say a word. Yeah. Tass is really good at answering questions, but she would never want to host it. I think it would mm-hmm. be JP who would host well, it. Well, he's got the media training, right? Yeah. I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's Mel. Maybe Mel's going to be the star of the show, maybe, actually. Yeah. She's pretty hot. Mel's amazing to drink with. She's great. She can she can hold her own. I, I wonder if she could hold her own with Amy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the blondes, yeah. the blondes. Oh, sorry, the ginger versus the blonde. Yes. Yeah. That's what <laughs> Amy just flew me the bird because of that <laughs> ginger comment. Yeah. Um, the, go- the goose skin. Yeah. <laughs> the goose finger. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Back to the football. We don't talk about. Hey, Mo Salah, by the way. Yeah. Mo Salah. Uh, this weekend, he could score his 200th goal. And his 150th Premier League goal. I thought he scored his 200th strike. already. No, I think it's... No, he's got 150 for Liverpool, I believe it is. What is it? Anyway, I don't know. Dubs, I haven't done that much research into this. I just saw the headline. I thought that casual um, header a few weeks ago was his 200th, but maybe it was not for Liverpool. Maybe it was for... Yeah. Oh, that... Yeah, because it was one for Chelsea. It was one for Chelsea and then one for Chelsea, wasn't it? And yeah. then 198 for, or 99 for Liverpool. I forget now. What the hell's the story? Anyway, regardless, I one goal it. this weekend, and he can crush it, including 150 Premier League goals. He got the captain's armband on the weekend, on the weekend, during the week, yesterday, in the Europa League. 
And like, I mean, he doesn't strike me as being a rah-rah type of guy, right? We keep hearing about these captains who just lead by example and, and you know, their, their stats speak for themselves. But as former captains and players that have played under, obviously, captains, what is the best kind of captain? Is it the, the great player who leads by example or is it that guy or girl that can just get you up, motivate you for a game, get in your face when you have to, bleed on the pitch for you? Or is it a personal it, thing? I think it's a balance of, of both were the ones that I, I think that I played with that had the most impact that weren't necessarily the ones who had the rah-rah speech all the time, the rousing, um, you know, words at halftime that needed to lift the team or the, the pregame speech in the huddle, um, you know, but that there was that occasionally, um, but then on the pitch, they could also back it up that it was always by example. They were always setting the standard. Yeah. So it's, That's, it's marrying, marrying both, I think was yeah. most impactful. I agree. I think with the, with the captain, it's that, that leader in the dressing room. Um, and you're right. It's not always rah, 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 but you're always there for the players. You're always there supporting, helping. You're that individual who's, uh, the go-to between the, the staff and the players. Um, you know, the players are fatigued and not feeling well, a bit tired, you know, They'll tell the captain, captain will go tell the manager, say, hey, listen, the player's a little bit low today. Make sure that we take the foot off the pedal when it comes to training a little bit. we got to look after the players. You're, you're that guy that's in between, always making things happen, even with, the, with nights out or dinners or you feel you get a sense in the dress room that, you know, the players are maybe they're a little bit down or they've been working so hard because you, you've been playing, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and it's, you know what, guys, Thursday I've got as a – place at a restaurant we're going to go out for dinner you know you're just always there for the players constantly talking with them and being supportive um and when it comes time to to play you're leading by example on the pitch that's for sure but you're always there supporting sticking up for your players mm -hmm. that's a good that's, point uh, jimmy because sometimes like the two kind of prototypes that that you gave charms whether you're a, a vocal leader or you're a leader by example there's there's so much nuance and there's so much in between but what's most meaningful for the players is to know that that captain was not only going to be that conduit between the players and the coaching staff but that they're going to go to bat for you all the time and they're going to be on your side but then also not afraid to tell somebody who steps out of line that they've got no fucking business doing that and they need to get back on the same page as everybody else. So you don't mince words, but you treat everybody with respect and you get that back from everybody in spades. And, and whether that was me in that role or, or somebody that I respected that I played for, those, those are the types of people that you trust the most. And, and that is most important when you step onto the pitch and you're shoulder to shoulder with that player is that you, you know that they are unfailingly going to go to bat for you. You, you say you're the conduit between the players and the coach. I get that, but it goes both ways, does it not? Does a coach, the manager sees you as that conduit as well? Mm -hmm. And can that be a t tough balancing act, Jimmy, at times when you've got to represent the coach as well, but also the, the room? Uh, no. No, first and foremost, you're, you're captain. You're, you're representing that dressing room. Right. Right. Uh, but you've got a good uh, special bond with your with your with your manager. Even with me, when when I was coaching and my captains, I'd pull them in, be like, "Hey, look, this is what we're we're doing with training. Um, you know, how's the dress room? How are the players? Everybody okay? Anybody got any issues?" And 
then they might turn around and say, listen, you know, for uh, Johnny, Johnny's a bit down, you know, his, his father, uh, his father's not well. And, you know, so then they, you're, the captain's always telling what the dressing room is, what's, what's going on. So now for me as a manager, I know that I've got to keep an eye on Johnny now because he's got some issues at home or I might go grab Johnny before training and say, Hey, get your ass home, go stay with your dad. Right. So it's, it's having that bond and that relationship and that, that trust between one another. And the, the most important thing as a manager and as a captain, you can't break that trust. If you break that trust, it's done. Did Johnny's dad get better? Yeah, no, Johnny's dad is good now. Yeah. Okay. Worried <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right there for a second. Yeah. But Dubs, it can be difficult, right? I imagine some coaches, some managers might expect to get inside intel from the captain, would they not? When when you can't divulge everything as captain, some of it's sacred, right? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of it's sacred, I imagine. There's a lot of bad talk, whining and complaining about the coaching stuff, I'm sure, in any room. Always. The, the coach can't expect the captain to be the mole. Although sometimes I'm sure they are. Yep. But as, as Jimmy said, um, you, what comes first is, is that, that bond with, with the players you're representing the, the players. And now it's more official that you have leadership groups. So that is spread out. There are more people who are shouldering that responsibility, but that was always there, even if it was unofficial that there were players that the captain leaned on other veteran players, um, to keep you in contact, not necessarily if there were clicks, but just to make sure that everybody was was united um, in, in terms of, you know, like the younger players or if you have players with different nationalities or, or different languages, like say the national team players from Quebec coming to make sure that the French speaking players felt included. Um, yeah, but I mean, if you feel as, as the captain that there's something that's disruptive, um, then sometimes you have to very carefully um, let the coach know, but it, it's, it's done very delicately, you know, because you can't lose that trust at all. But, but sometimes you have to, to take a look at the, where you're headed as a team, what's happening, um, you know, short-term what's happening long-term. And then, you know, if I was uh, when I was captain, like sometimes I recognized that there was a player who was, I hate to use this word, but like a cancer in the dressing room. So you, that was a time where you had to break that trust as it were, and let the coach know, like, listen, this is, this is fucking everything up that we've worked for. And I'm willing to give this player another chance. I've spoken to them, but if they come, they fall out of line again, then it's not just up to me. It has to also come from you. What shape or form does a cancer take? Give us an example. Not obviously. Well, maybe, if you want to drop a, a name, mole. go. Maybe as yeah, a mole. Yeah. So, so the the room. No, does every room have a mole? <laughs> if it's if it's like asymmetrical or like a slightly different color, then it's, <laughs> then it can be cancerous. So you should get that checked out. <laughs> because of your skin tag. <laughs> yes, correct. So Ooh, a bit of a pain in the ass. Okay. Doesn't look great in the room, but uh, not really that 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 detrimental. <laughs> were you ever a mole or, were you a mole or a skin tag in the worst room Jimmy <laughs> no, no, no. no 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 but I mean does every room though have a mole does it yeah I think no yeah. not every room not every room sometimes you get a bad apple in the room and you try to address it real quick I would anyways how do you do that Give it, like okay I know, I know you probably can't mention names but please dear god if you can mention names um, but give us a, a, an anecdotal story 
as to how you dealt with a hypothetical scenario, right? A hypothetical well, scenario. Some, some Say there's this French player who's really funny. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or there's this big tall striker from England who's really gruff in the first year at TFC. He is a right cunt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. To run like a big giraffe. <laughs> no, do you have any examples, either of you? Like, you know, when you had to deal with someone? No, I think sometimes, especially like a lot of younger guys that, that don't know the ropes, you know, whatever happens in the dressing room stays in the dress room, dressing room. And, you know, some guys, you know, talk a little bit too much and you got you just got to pull them and just say, listen, you got to shut the fuck up. This is this is our dressing room. We're going to complain about things. We're going to moan. But at the end of the day, when we leave, leave this dressing room, we're all together. And you can't have somebody that's going out and telling everybody what's going on in the dressing room. And then it creates a big divide. Then you got all sorts of problems. Then the press get a hold of things. Oh, yeah. That's why it's important that you know when you are in that dress room that you're you're cohesive and you're all you're one and not just blabbing your mouth off. So if somebody is, then you got to address it real quick. Hey, that first year at TFC, there were lots of blabbers. <laughs> there was. <laughs> They're all freaking doing this. Ooh, all of them. Interesting ah. stuff. It was crazy, right? But it's what about pick, picking your spots, right? Is about like you, there is a sense of like unloading, commiserating, complaining about the manager or the staff or the type of practice, the fact that you got ran and everybody's so fucking sore, so tired. But there's a time and a place to do it. And there's also a time and a place where you leave it behind and you just move on and you, and you get to work. And so in, when I think about, you know, players that I dealt with, it was that, that constant negativity where you you just couldn't get away from it. So eventually you'd be like, hey, like shut the fuck up. Like I get it. You're not you're unhappy with your situation. You're not getting the minutes. You feel hard done by. But everybody's in this together. So and I've quick. had the conversation with the coach about, you know, like everyone being tired and maybe we can have a lighter session the next time. And you know, who knows if we'll get it, but the message has been delivered. And now just get on with it. So it's like Craig on the dark web. hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. No, joking aside, though, I mean, so did you did, did you ever, Dubs, do you ever, you have these conversations with managers and say, listen, I, I've spoken to this teammate, this person, they're not getting it. Did that ever result in that player getting booed? Yes. Oh, yeah? On more than one occasion? Ye- yes, but it was, you know, uh, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, as it were, mm-hmm. because the, the player was already not not performing and had perhaps you know, let them down in terms of expectations. 
So it wasn't that the the conversation that I had or the leadership group had discussing that player and the role on the team that led to them being excluded. But mm-hmm. it was part of the of of the of the picture and the assessment, the overall assessment of that player that led them to not be selected the next time. Mm. Um I know in my limited playing career at university, uh I always I always knew I always felt like I got a fair shake as far as my playing time when, you know, first year I didn't play much, totally made sense. Second year I started half the season, got injured a little bit into the playoffs, played less in the playoffs. Third season started the entire season. Was there any time where you were unhappy with your playing time where you could have been the person grousing? Uh, Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that, but then you that takes your own personal situation takes a backseat. It to does your, your it does. role yeah. as that player represent representative. Absolutely, you have to sort of swallow it. Yeah, and that's what I was wondering. How do you? Sometimes <laughs> I think that it's different for. It's, <laughs> geez, we're a lot, a lot of Sorry. metaphors, a lot of metaphors this morning, euphemisms. Um, so, how did you get through it? I guess was. How did you swallow it? Um, <laughs> how do you get your mouth around it? I mean, what you're saying. Yeah. Well, sometimes well, you have to take a tongue-in-cheek approach. This is like this is this is vintage footy prime, by the way. It's vintage footy prime. We're actually providing us some pretty good insight, yeah. but we're also dropping down some depths that that other podcasts wouldn't dare to touch. Right. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Very immature. At the same time, very mature. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Continue, <laughs> Jimmy. Anyway. How would you swallow it? <clears throat> what? <laughs> <laughs> he just cleared his throat. <laughs> what he was doing? <laughs> no. Sometimes it is a tough pill to swallow. A hundred percent. But you—that's when you, you, you maybe come back a little bit like you you're still present you're still contributing but you the other players who are in that leadership group recognize your personal situation and it's it doesn't have to be said overtly that they will are almost protective of you and recognize the fact or at least it was for me where sometimes about player selection because I knew that I wasn't getting the minutes that I hoped for that I would be less vocal and I would, I would sort of stay more peripheral in those discussions and and they would take the lead. And then I would take the lead on, you know, play, player care and off the field stuff and what we were doing in between training sessions and all of the, all of the other realms that we were consulted as, as player reps or as, as captains or co-captains. And um, that's another way that you, that you're supportive of one another. Jimmy, what is the most uncomfortable conversation you had as a young player with a captain, with a senior player, did it ever happen? Or even a coach where, where you had to be, were you ever brought, taken aside and had a little word with regarding play, behavior, whatever? No, 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 I never really had any of that. I mean, I, I was always, I always wanted to improve uh, and be a better player. And, you know, if things weren't going right, I, I would always ask the, the captain or ask the manager, you know, how do I get better? What, what do I need to do? But I never had those those conversations where they pulled me over and said, "You have to stop doing this or be careful with that." And, mm-hmm. You know, never had those conversations. Oh, well, one's coming at some point, Jimmy. 
just so you know, Wong has had some opinions about your performance <laughs> in the podcast recently. Well, how do I get better? <laughs> well, here's how. I'm going to pull out a Wonger's mail sack for you. Ooh, Jimmy, ooh. Our Jimmy Brennan at Jimmy Brennan 11 had a hot take. And it was about our friend Deech getting the, the gig at Detroit Football Club. And he says, as a friend and teammate, I couldn't be more happy to see someone give you a chance. It's too bad you had to leave at Toronto FC to get that opportunity. Shows you how loyalty works here. And then Lauren W. writes, not sure how being a historically significant player for TFC equals automatically deserving the head coaching spot. Every former player needs a job or it's disloyal. This seems super petty. And I just want to say, Jimmy's retort was this. And this is what I appreciated most as a marketer. <laughs> tune in, tune in to Footy Prime tomorrow, and you will hear my opinion. Jimmy Brennan. No, he teased it. Yeah. He that's teased that's it. vintage freaking media. That's yeah. the right man. A little bit of fishing, little bit of fishing, guys. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm, before we get your answer, I'm just gonna clarify. Jimmy never said he deserved the head coaching spot. He what he said is he deserved a shot at an opportunity at being part of that. Yeah. It's a valid Jimmy, response though. It's a valid response by the listener, the, the reader, I think, but I think Jimmy has, I, I know, well, Jimmy, this, the floor is yours. No, here, so l- listen, let, I'll tell you this, right? And this is what a lot of people don't, don't realize when I, when I'm talking about the loyalty, you're talking about an individual that came over from, from England from 2007, 2007, he came here, played till 2010. After that, he ended up having a, a short stint because he had to fill in with the first team to help out. Then he worked in the academy at TFC two, worked with TFC three. The club helped him get his education, which means that they value him. They value this individual. Danny Dicchio is loyal to the club. He gets all his qualifications. He works in the academy. He's helped out with the first team. He's worked his way up the ladder. This is a guy that's been there almost 15 years. And you're telling me that that individual who knows every single player within the organization, knows all the staff, knows everybody that works there, doesn't deserve at least an opportunity to maybe get that job or maybe get an interview for that job? You've invested in this guy. You've invested in Danny Dicchio. Why why does he not at least get an interview and sit down? Or at least yep. help out at some capacity within that first team. Instead, you go get Chris Armas, failed. You go get that, uh, what's his name, Javier Perez, yeah. failed. Bob Bradley, failed. You have an individual that's in the club that knows everybody, knows the players, knows the system. Give him an not opportunity. An interview. Not an interview. Yeah, no. we were, we were, Charms and I. Paid, you've, paid, yes. you've paid for all his qualification. He goes and gets educated. He's worked his way through the system, coming all the way from the, the, the youth team all the way up into the reserve team. You're telling me that individual does not deserve at least an interview? That's where I'm going with it. Yeah, no, you make sense. And even more, uh, our dark web was in person in a minus 20 garage back in the day. And we knew that Danny hadn't even been called by uh, TFC for an interview. Like not even a, a question. And so that was, you know, understandable why he got up and, and, and went to Sacramento. Yeah. Look, yeah. I, I look at it like this, right? When people talk about, well, he, he didn't have experience. Or, okay. How, how do you get experience? <laughs> you need a shot. Be the first job. So yep. 
okay, this guy's played professional football over 450 games. Experience right there. Coached the academy youth team. Experience. Worked with the older players in the academy. Worked with the first team. Experience. Got all his qualifications. Experience, experience, experience. Give him a shot. Mm -hmm. Give him a shot. That's all I'm saying. And I just felt he deserved at least an interview or could have played a role within that first team at some well, point. Or, or, or at least you, like he had to leave to go to Sacramento to be an assistant there. And now he's got a head coach job. Or at least you, you taught him, you interview him, let him present a plan to compare to the other applicants. It's the least yeah. you should do. <laughs> Isn't it? That's well, You'd think. Common I mean, look, sense. You look at the players that come through the system where Chapman, Osorio, Hamilton, like all these players, Jaden Nelson, like these guys all came through the account. Teach worked with all these guys. Mm-hmm. He worked with them. He trained them. And for the record, Deesh has never ever come out once publicly and criticized TFC. This is us no, doing never, this. never. This is us doing this. Like I'm no. speaking on behalf of him and what I yeah. think, and that, that's my yeah, opinion. exactly opinion. Yeah, that's no, great. I, I'm 100 percent aboard with that opinion. It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. So when when people when you know oh you know all all players what all do all players deserve a job? No. When you invest in an individual who's in the club for over 15 years, give him a shot. I, I, I really like that analysis. I also looked up rookie coaches who won championships. So Nick Nurse, um, uh, Steve Kerr. I know it's basketball, but there's people who have gotten their first shot at things and they have won. And Rian Wilkinson. Rian Wilkinson. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm not saying everybody deserves it, but I no. Certain individuals, when you they're there that long and they know know the club inside out, you've invested in the individual. At least get them in in some capacity. Yeah, no, like you said, for me, it's not even about him getting the job. I mean, who knows? There, there were other candidates out there, good candidates. It's, but it's being given that opportunity to at least be interviewed for a position, a club that you've served loyally, and like you said, a club that's invested in that person as well. Why wouldn't they? I mean, I don't know. It just mm. doesn't make any sense to me either crazy i also i also want to just thank uh our buddy dave decola and i'm sure some help with uh from claudio where he wrote jimmy bringing the heat with this you better carve out a long segment to discuss this on the next pod at footy prime it's kind of a warning it was foreboding <laughs> i'm like they're gonna better do this or dave and claudio are coming after me and they're gonna Look, but, but this, was, this was not me like hammering any individuals this was just me overall just saying this Danny should at least have an interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good conversation though. And I think there's some good comments about that, you know, asking for more on that opinion. But I think uh, it's less just, about, just... sorry, Sharp, it's less about loyalty than it is just about logically, like you're talking about Jimmy investing in an individual because you see promise, you see potential. And then you don't even consider that same individual for a coaching job or as a member of staff. Mm-hmm. That to me almost defies logic. Yeah. It's less about loyalty and more, you know, how are you building your organization? Do you have any foresight? Mm-hmm. Well, that's it, right? And you're kind of looking going, okay, you're going to continue paying for this individual's education. So you're going to get your, your B license, A license. You're going to go to France to get your other license. So you're paying for all this and then go, okay, see you later. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Go have fun in Sacramento. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. I wrote about this to actually about the, the brain drain from can- Canadian soccer. It really is more and more right and there's just so few opportunities where can CPLs. we read that where can we read that i've been the toronto star oh interesting mm. yes a little bit 
I also talked about Mo Salah as well because I'm a one-eyed Liverpool fan mm. and have no self-respect. <laughs> um, should, should we get to some footy picks? No, we have one more. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, we have one more. I thought Wonger was taking a picture. <laughs> Me too. Oh, wow. I know. That's, that you need longer arms, Wonger. <laughs> For what? A picture of what, Sharps? <laughs> no, what are you doing? I'm trying doing? to find. Oh, it's right here. Wait, I'm trying to find <laughs> another. Uh, stay with me, everybody. You guys. Oh, here it is. This is quality. Play. There's a. There's a brand new. There's a brand new review uh, on Apple. And this is very uh, exciting. It's oh. talk. It says talk footy, please. Two stars. Can oh. you guys stop <laughs> wasting excess time talking about vegan broccoli and lavender <laughs> soap? And get back to footy, please. The soap operas, the soap operas of your lives are not very entertaining for the most part. And I want you guys to know, you know who this is from? Pugs Wizard. Hey! <laughs> he kept listening. He kept listening. He's, he's literally on crack, this dude. We've sucked him in. We've given it to him. He keeps all he wants to do. Like, yeah. who is this guy? He's he knows what that's ruining he our rating, it. though. He's ruining our rating. So that's all I can say. Pugs Pugs is in, he knows Pugs the bathroom <laughs> and he's going to get upset and angry, but he can't quit us. He, he can't. Can can that's it, Pugsy. Yep, sorry. <laughs> when you go to bed at night, you shut your eyes. That's the last image in your mind is us. You know who we are. We're his, uh, we're his Renee Zellweger. He comes into the room and goes, you complete me. <laughs> it's like we've broken up with him and he continues to scroll and like he see does. what we're up to on socials yeah. he's stalking us isn't he, he can't stay away yeah assuming it's a he, he can't quit us pugs wizard he can't could be a she could be yeah it could be yeah it could be pugs wizard sleeve <laughs> anyway, as we discussed before, Pugs, we, we love you. Keep keep listening and please get a real dog. <laughs> now we can do footy pick charms. Get yeah, okay. Footy picks. Get a real dog. Yeah. <laughs> get a get a hair get, get, get a real get dog. A real dog. <laughs> That's the line in the song. Yeah. <laughs> what song again? That's um um <laughs> Oh, she just looks that way. Uh, yeah, Northern. Canadian band. Yeah, the Northern Pikes. That way. Northern Pikes. Northern Pikes. Yes. Yeah. She ain't pretty. She just looks that way. Right. I just listened to that the other day. Oh, oh. So. pretty. <laughs> Shane McGowan died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. crushing. I'm surprised yeah. she lived that long. I, <laughs> I think we all are. Sixty-five. <laughs> Exactly. I wonder if he donated his teeth. <laughs> he got them fixed. He did get yeah. them fixed. It was, it was, I think that was his downfall. Ooh. Was yeah. it like I a saw... Reno thing? Uh, they were, yeah, they're were, they were prominent, to say yeah. the least. I saw him at the Phoenix concert hall once upon a time, and he was two hours late to the show because there's some issue at the border. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And uh, my, my buddy was a massive like Pogues fan, massive Shane McGowan fan. And was looking forward to this for like months and months and months. And like it was delayed, like I said, and people drinking. And, and, and a, a brawl started on the dance floor. And my mate got kicked out <laughs> and missed Shane McGowan. He go, we had one job to do, pal. One job. Sean, his name was one job to do, Sean. That was don't get in a fight on the dance floor before the concert. And he couldn't do that. Anyway, that's my Shane McGowan story. Great show, though. It's amazing, and we'll miss him. And so when we hear Fairytale in New York a thousand million times mm -hmm. this Christmas, 
will uh, celebrate the lives of Chrissy McCauley and Shane McCowan. Who are well, no he died. Us. He was born on Christmas Day, and he died three weeks before Christmas. So pretty interesting. Eh, not that interesting. Well, it's a bit of three sixty. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Anyways, it wasn't you, Charm. His dreams were kind of interesting. It's kind of Christmas season. Yeah, so. <laughs> and and his and his big 1st. hit and his big hit is uh, his fairy tale of Christmas. I think that's fairy pretty... tale in New York. He yeah, just sorry. said it. Fairy tale in New York. I'm not listening to him. Well, what's I, a, a real ironic one is George Michael dying on Christmas Day. So last Christmas he gave you his heart, and this year he gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> That was sad, actually. Oh, yeah, really sad when George down, died. Sorry. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Freddie Mercury upset died. About, uh, uh, Matt, uh, Matthew Perry. I'm still kind of upset about oh, yeah? that because he was a contemporary. Oh. Yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, no, it's last week. Uh, Freddie Mercury. That's the anniversary of his death. Oh, 30, wow, yes. 31, 32 years ago, November twenty fourth. I remember it well. I cried. Mm. I was at. Uh, it was my last year of university when he died. I remember yeah. it. Yeah. It's tough Jesus one. Christ. All right. Hey, funny picks, everyone. Roll it. Are you ready? DJ All right. Funny picks. All right, everyone. I've actually plugged them in before uh, the show, so it's a little bit smoother. Did you say plugged them in? <laughs> <laughs> plugged them in. Oh, I've got a note from Craig here. Sorry, dude. Look at this. Yeah. I'm coming home tomorrow. All right. He's so excited. He's there's like eleven parties. <laughs> <laughs> How's the trip yeah. been, Craig? Oh All right, funny uh, picks. <laughs> Let's get to this. Let's start with the supporters club, shall we? Who have let us down badly the last uh, couple of weeks. Brought to you by Tony Bet. <sighs> and these games, oh, these games you can catch on uh, Fubo TV. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't subscribed, do it because what a weekend of football it is. Both types of football. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. We have um, the supporters group have thrown their $5 behind. Leicester being West Brom. They're all over the championship these days. It's been pretty good for them. Uh, Ipswich being Coventry at home. Mm. And Celtic being St. Johnston. Now, if you parlay those together, you get odds of plus 423. So $5 will win them. Well, us and Craig's casket fund. All those actually is the communal casket fund at this point. Mm. $26.15. I like okay. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like one. those picks too. Yeah. They're being uh, conservative and, and given the recent form, so they should. All right, let's start then. Um, Wonger, do you yeah. remember the pick you gave me? I do. Uh, I'm 2-0 and o when it comes to NFL picks. So I'm staying with the NFL, and I'm saying Pittsburgh over whoever Pittsburgh's playing, Arizona Cardinals. I just remembered. Does Jerome Bettis <laughs> still play for Pittsburgh? Yes, he's uh, the starting middle linebacker, though. He switched sides. <laughs> is he? And Slash? He slash the team bus. Slash. Yes, <laughs> Slash is still there. Is he? No. Cordell no? Stewart is who you're talking about, right? Yeah. 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 Look at you. Look that's at you. the last time I watched football back yeah. in the ni- late 90s. Well, I'm 2-0, and oh, so let's make it 3-0. and oh. Okay. All right. Uh, Dubs, who'd you got? Well, before I get into my pick, I think that we should forget about the casket and just everyone gets cremated and we have a communal receptacle because we're looking oh. to earn big money. Oh, gosh. Uh, just, good, right? You know, I worked hard for that one. When we're, when, uh, Ron McLean is retired. <laughs> yeah. Longer. It's so laborious, though. It's I like, know. She built it. It's like you're, you're going, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. 
It's like she's got the punchline. She's a comedian. She really yeah. is. Do you spend more time researching your football dubs or trying to think of a great pun for this show? That's a good question. I think puns. Puns, yeah. Can you can you work one in onto your broadcast on Tuesday? I usually do. Yeah. Yes. Are they are they appreciated like they are from here? Does TSN appreciate? They're not appreciated you? here, honestly. <laughs> I think the funny part for me though is when you do it is just your face because you're so happy with yourself. You're like, <laughs> she really is. <laughs> She's like, I know it takes away it from comes. it a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like looking. You can see her looking. Okay, who's laughing? <laughs> yeah. Like, the huh? pause. Huh? The pause between the final word, right? Like the urn being the the. The gag yes. here. You know, here's the thing, though, guys. If we respond really well to her to her pun, I think JP has a better day. I think we make Amy's day on the way Probably. out if we're responding well. Yeah. If she leaves the podcast happy and and like satisfied with ha- with the performance she gave, I think the whole family is better off at the Walsh House. Yep, it's a good day at the Walsh House, and maybe JP gets to tap those puns. <laughs> 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 You're just as bad, James Sharman. <laughs> All right, Dubs, what you got? What yeah. you got? Yeah, I'm going with the UEFA Women's Nations League. I'm going France over Austria. I think that's a lock, you guys. Yeah, minus Ooh. 357 is what that's paying. That's a lock. So big favorites. Um, JC? Ipswich over Coventry? <laughs> Are you, do you pick Ipswich every week now? No, I, I like to try to pick like teams that people have played on. Nebraska wasn't. Uh, on so i couldn't pick that but um so i thought i'd go ipswich because craig's not here mm. okay fair enough uh, that's minus 126 so favorites but they're, they're better odds um all right jimmy what do you have oh christ okay what <laughs> forced to beat everton have you know it, it never works for you you I whenever you pick forest they lose today i, I just feel it i Why? feel it all over i don't know <laughs> I just Are you got tingling? Feeling. I just fancy them. Everton's got some issues. They've got a couple of injuries. And I just feel that Forrest are in a good spot right now where they're going to get a win. I see Everton, they should have beaten United last week. Was it 24 to 6 shots? Mm-hmm. In the first half. At some point, had... the goals are going to start flow, flowing, aren't they? Aren't they? Aren't they? Yeah. I think so. That's what I thought when I looked at that matchup, quite frankly. <laughs> Plus 175. So it does, it does help our odds. Overall, in fairness, that pick. So I really hope it comes through. I have uh, Villa on the road beating Bournemouth. Also, plus money on the road. Couldn't say no to that. And uh, Villa have, I think they've won nine of the past 11 games. Look really good yeah. last week, of course, beating, who was it last week they beat? They beat Spurs. 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 Smashed mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. In the top four. And Bournemouth's playing better. They are. But... I like Villa there. So if, if we combine all those picks, now no Craig this week has mentioned, uh, and we won't give him a pick because I've already put this through, mm. uh, plus 1,648. So our five bucks would win us $87.40. Oh, Jeez. Sid the good kid. One. Wow. I like those picks too. We So the big one would be Forrest Everton, like the closest one I'm thinking out of that, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. That's the, the least likely. They are the, the highest odds. So go trickies, right? Yes, yeah. let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Okay. Okay, everyone. Anything else you want to get to? I think I got to it. I just want to – I love Pugs Wizard. I have a crush on whoever that is. <laughs> Pugs Wizard, though, do us a favor, though. Like, you know, like, comment and complain about us on social. Just stop giving us those shitty reviews, like, because the stars do count. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Don't yeah. bring us down, man. <laughs> You're baiting them now. They're gonna they're gonna go they're gonna double down with some more bad reviews, I feel like. Well yeah. listen, you know what? I hear all these other shows do this, and we should do it more often. Like we should encourage our listeners and viewers on YouTube on all the various platforms to yeah. subscribe, to rate us, give us nice reviews. It does help. It, it really does. No, please. No, no, I had nothing interesting to say. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say something that we never really talk about is so there's actually charts when it comes to podcasts. And they have, uh, so in the Canadian soccer podcast chart, because of our amazing listeners and because of all the downloads and subscribes that we do get through Apple and through various, you know, Spotify, et cetera, we're always, always consistently in the top 10 beating or right there with the Guardian. ESPN, Sky Sports, uh, RMC, The Athletic, and we're we're an independent podcast going up against these huge, huge media corporations. Behemoths, but yeah, behemoths, absolute behemoth, absolutely. But yeah, um, so so because of, but that's the thing. So the more the more everybody just gets involved, <laughs> and this is your podcast, really, right? You're you're the sixth, fifth. Let's say the sixth member. I'm the seventh. But everybody that gets involved and, you know, likes and, and, you know, comments on social, like it really does make a difference. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we can go up against these huge, huge companies, great podcasts, but I mean. Juggernauts. Jugger sure. Juggernauts. <laughs> Juggernauts. <laughs> Either way, thanks to all. And just, and keep, you're right. <laughs> subscribe, like, uh, go on to YouTube, subscribe, uh, follow us on Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG, et cetera. And OnlyFans. Get on OnlyFans. Only right fans, now it's yeah, free. Yeah. There's it's no content. Free right now. That's true. But it's free right now. It's <laughs> about eight bucks a month. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's lots of things around the corner. Like we're, we're currently um, people. We're, we're, we're doing really well being completely ignored by major networks at the moment. <laughs> so we're going as we are independent right now. And uh, there's this news coming down the pipeline, though. Hopefully, well, well, there is. We know there is. We're actually working on it right now. But anyway, um, yeah, do what JC said. It does help. And, and and listen, I also always ignore those pleas from other shows. Um, so don't be me. Okay, be better than me. It's not difficult. No. And the other thing is, uh, supporting our sponsors helps support us. So Tony Bet, <laughs> so gamble, damn it. <laughs> if you're gonna sprinkle, <laughs> use Tony Bet. Uh, sign up, follow them at TonyBet underscore Canada. And of course, a <laughs> Christmas present. The Christmas present of the year would be going to FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime and giving one of your pals the gift of the Premier League, of the, the Serie A. You guys go out of your way. Give your friends the gift of soccer. That's like a great Christmas. idea, Wonga. It is. Yeah. And, it's, and it's on sale right now if you use our promo code. Which again is fubotv.com slash footy prime. What do you give a person that has everything? A Fubo TV subscription. Chassie's gonna love her presents. Yeah, so is Tony. <laughs> hey, guess what? Big can box. we also can we revisit that word that you used earlier, Dan Wong, to describe these these heavy hitters in the podcast <laughs> world? What was that word again? Behemoth. <laughs> no, I I know the word. I just can't pronounce it. You know these things. <laughs> Um, that's Furry Prime. Um, behemoth. Keep buying newspapers. Behemoth. 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 <laughs> yeah. Pug, Pugs Wizard, this, this show is for you. For you. <laughs> <laughs>
And the chart, that, the chart that JC was talking about, not pie charts, unfortunately, Sharms. <laughs> Damn it. That's it. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bad. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Yes. Did you say thank you for listening? No, I think he did. No? Did he? I don't think so. I signed up. Okay. Cheers for listening. Nash should hold him. Keep buying newspapers. I said that already. Oh. Oh my God. That's really it now. Go away. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.